How you doing, everybody? The Chet Calvick Podcast Network. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to laugh. Prepare to be offended. Go f*** yourself. But most of all, prepare to be entertained. Chet Calvick. Jeff Vegas. This is Unscripted and In Your Face. This is Unscripted and In Your Face, brought to you by our marvelous friends in American Taxi, led by the pioneer in suburban taxi service, Mr. John Coyne, my longtime high school buddy. Mm-hmm. And in high school, even in high school, you could tell that John Coyne was entrepreneurial. Was really entrepreneurial. You know, a, a stooge like me wanted to be a broadcaster. He understood, you know what, go go, go where the real money is. That's the best description I've ever go heard you yourself. You're a stooge. Hey, <laughs> Mo, it's the man show. Hey, it's the man show with the pinker right hey, you here. Know, why is it every time I I call your phone. I get your voicemail. It's, hey, it's the Pinker. I'm, I'm out living large. Hope you're living large too. Yeah. I mean, you, you sound you sound like a nine year old who's waiting for uh, well, you know, uh, Bert and Ernie to come on for you know. Sakes. And and what do I do at the end? I tribute to so long everybody. That's you at the end. I know that's me. I give you a little tribute. But yeah, how many how many people in this town do you think have tried to imitate me over the years? Many. A lot. Lots. Sure. Well, yeah. that's not too tough. Most of them, <laughs> most of them are now working as insurance salesmen in Naperville. <laughs> I have my license. <laughs> you, you have an insurance license? Of course. <laughs> Wouldn't you a great story? Yeah. Okay. Uh, only, only. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you're if you're going to preach like you did last time, no. It last, if you're going to if you're going to no. go into a campaign, it was speech, a good one about the trying, trying the to laziness win the, of trying the American to win the freaking New Hampshire primary. No, it's true. If no. it's going to be funny, if it's going to make me laugh, go ahead and. No, do it's not it. so funny. It says you talk about entrepreneurial spirit. I um, I'm serious. I'm and this is to show you it's not over until it's over. I was in the furniture business for years, and then I did a really genius thing. I bought a liquor store and a car wash and stick me. They loved me. <laughs> So it is kind of funny. And, uh, of course, I made the mistake. I get to see you running a liquor store. <laughs> okay, okay. That is funny. Excuse me, Mr. Pankus, I dropped a bottle of Jim Beam. <laughs> oh, God. It was great. And uh, then I uh, and then I don't know how I got talked into it. This was like early 2001 or so. And then when the market crashed, I, I went into insurance for about 15 minutes. And I had to take the, the smartest thing I ever did was I took the Series 7. That's impossible to get your stockbroker's license. That's impossible. But I did it because it was a challenge. Well, first of all, let me tell you about tests. I'm you know, terrible. Do you know what kind of anxiety I had? Me too. I had to go get my driver's license renewed. You paid him off. No, I didn't. Yes, no, I didn't. Now, did. I, I, I was bumped to the head of the line. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that yeah. Much. You were bumped. I had to right. take the test. Uh-huh. And, and you got to be legit. You, you got to be legit. I, I couldn't believe it. I only got one question wrong oh, I, on the whole test. I cheated the last I time. literally could not believe it. I brought the rules of the road book. I, I, mean, that, you could, I that, thought it was an that open was book. A, that was a bigger upset than Dewey beating Truman for heaven's sake. <clears throat> well, the last time I took my test, I, I'm very serious. I thought it was an open book test, so I took the rules of the road, and I was copying off. <laughs> I was, and almost threw me out. It was up in Deerfield. I said, I th- and I did it. Well, when I was 16. When I was 16, oh, I, I had to go for my license test. I had it fixed when I was 16. I, uh... I wore a I wore a long sleeve shirt. My mm-hmm. dad took me to get my license. Oh, that's in, always fun, up isn't in, it? Uh, up in Libertyville, it's no pressure. You know, and he's sitting there. He's sitting there, just mm-hmm. glaring at me, which yeah. was always the way he looked at me. Anyway, what I did was I wrote all the answers on my arm, mm-hmm. so I very gently rolled up my sleeve. <laughs> it but I but I failed the first time. You want to know why? Why? It was just Couldn't kind of a minor. Park. No, it was kind of. Listen, listen. Any if if you can't parallel park, that's that's the equivalent. Of not being able to, you know, put your right foot in front of your left foot. So what? Why did you fail? Well, I ran a stop sign. 
But here's the beauty of it, Pinker. Here is the beauty of it. I'm so wound up that I run the stop sign going out of the Department of Motor Vehicles location. I failed the test before the test started. Which has to be an all-time record. Well, um, back to the insurance license. So I left the business because I hated it. You really need to start in your 20s because it's really a brutal business. And it's not something for a guy in his early mid-40s. But but here's what I did do. I had a friend of mine. I won't mention the name of his company. Huge company. They had 500 employees. Okay? So in that business, they used to call it finder, minder, grinder. And I'm a good finder. You know, Mm -hmm. find people. So I found, so all you do, as I said to you, hey, Chet, you know, you have this business. Are you happy with your insurance? You go, I could always talk to someone. Bottom line is I hooked him up with this gentleman who takes care of major companies like the Sun-Times. He does the Indianapolis Colts. He's huge. So I hooked him up, and he got the insurance, and I'm getting four dimes a month for doing nothing, being the finder from Blue Cross Blue Shield, eyeglasses, and dental. How about that for entrepreneurial? That happened for three years, and they sold the company. Not bad. And all I had to do every eight weeks is go and take the guy to lunch. Pretty smart. <laughs> Why'd you give up the business? I hated it because I, I just didn't want to be a finder. Anymore. You know, that, that's interesting because I've had... I've I had, hated it. I've had two insurance men in my life. Mm-hmm. One guy, the late Ed Tunick. Yeah. And Ed was a... Ed was a chain smoker. And every time I'd see him, he'd come by my house about twice a year. That's good. You know, one time to hustle me and one time to give me like a, a birthday gift or right, something like that. Right. And he'd always go, <coughs> uh, how, are, how are you, And he sold you life insurance? And then he would always tell me, uh, I'm cutting back on my smoking as he lit another camel right in my living room. You know, Camels. Those and, were the days when those guys And Paul Cohen, those. a guy named Paul Cohen. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And you know what? Uh, that's, that's, that's the one thing. I, I'm going to be able to leave my kids a big chunk of change. Because I, I took out a real healthy whole life insurance policy. Nice. So that's that's going to be the legacy I leave my children. That's good though. That that and the fact that their father once wore a thong on State Street. Did you? <laughs> you remember that the gimmick I did with? Oh, w. that's L. right. That's right. That's right. They let that, you. That that was that was the Rocon set up with Robert. Would they, do you think they'd let you do that again today? Not not just you. Anybody at the Big Eighty Nine? Do you think they would allow that? I think yeah yeah because Drew Drew Hayes is a is a funky flamboyant guy. Drew would see the humor in it. Now ES, ESPN, which is on the seventh floor, WLS is on the ninth floor, one ninety, their state. They would they would never go for it. I mean Justin Craig, their program director, is I'm sur- is is uh, he? I mean he makes Barry Goldwater look like Abby Hoffman. For now God's sakes. now uh, well it's a different PD or operations man uh, guy there. But before that, remember when Mankow did the uh, he got great press when he was working there when he did the uh, waterboarding incident. That that's just that's smart to me. That's smart. That's that's good press. Whether he did it or not, it doesn't whether it's legit or not. It's just great PR. I want to say years ago, Bob Stroud streaked. Remember when streaking was popular for about a half an hour? Not, not in my life. <laughs> yes, you do. It was like 1974. No, no, no. no you, I rem- you would have been 18 years old. No, I, no, like I remember it. I, just, I meant not in my. I mean, I wouldn't be able to streak because by the time I got across field, the game would be over. It would take like two hours for my fat ass to get from one sideline to the next. <laughs> Plus, I don't have a whole lot to, you know. You got if you got if you have something down there, it's worth you know discussing. It's uh, it's something to streak about, and nice. But I don't doesn't. Why do you think I carry a flashlight everywhere I go, even in the daytime? You know why? Because you're such a cheap sob. You're looking for dimes on the sidewalk. <laughs> you're 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 the kind of kid who would follow kids on Halloween and pick up their candy as it falls out of the bag. Oh, no, I, worse, it beat the crap out of them and took their candy out of their bag. Hey, how about that? How, do you believe what happened over the weekend with that 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 idiot who go, walks into a CVS 
and steals a tube of, of toothpaste, and the employee runs him down. Kill, killed him. And kills him. Yes, choked No him. charges will be filed. I, I didn't know that. But Not I, even but, manslaughter? But I, but, I, but I guarantee you there will be a civil suit on the part of the guy who stole the toothpaste because they'll claim that there was excessive force. There was excessive it force. Was only, it was only a tube of toothpaste. It's true. I mean, I mean, you're gonna you you split this one right down the middle between liberals and conservatives. Well, you know what you say that they could file charges. This happened in uh, up not far where far from where I live. Back about a year ago, a woman was painting her nails in the car and killed a motorcyclist. You know, no, wait, wait, hang on. She, she killed a motorcyclist, and there were no charges filed. She just got a bunch of tickets, but then they thought about it. they reconvened, and she just got convicted for manslaughter. She'll serve like for like eight or ten years. So. It's not over. It just depends on the family. It depends on the politics. So maybe today the child's weren't, or charges weren't filed. Definitely a civil suit, no doubt about it. Because they, you know what? In that case, I'm not big on suing because people will sue at the drop of the hat. But in that case, they should sue him. Some security guard trying to act like a cop with choke holding a guy over toothpaste. Yeah, but you don't know. I mean, the guy who stole the tube of toothpaste, first of all, anybody who's dumb enough, you got cameras all over the place. I know. But first of all, you know, first of all, here's, here were my initial reactions. One, the guy mm-hmm. is drugged up. Right. Two, he's broke. Three, he's a ne'er-do-well. Four, he's got to be downright five, stupid. Five, he's got bad breath. Four, he's got to be stupid. Yes, yeah. Five, five is a given. He needs but, to, you I know, mean, he, you know what? I mean, c- certain people right now, in, in a roundabout way, I kind of, I kind of applaud the employee who chases this guy down because who knows if this guy's got, got a switchblade, got a piece. That's why you don't chase him down. That's why you don't chase him down because it's only well, that, two or you two know, a gutless guy like you wouldn't do it. <laughs> a guy with the heroic qualities of Chet Kopic would do it. <laughs> no, you only chase him down because you want the crest. I mean, I'm not chasing him down, not for that. No, I would have chased him down and said, said "Sir, really, I don't think you want Pepsi. We have a two for one special on Colgate." <laughs> no, and I'm pretty conservative in that regard. I mean, an eye for an eye, but uh, they should charge him with something. They should. He should go. He should go in for something. You just can't use excessive choking the guy. Come on, I mean, choking the guy. <laughs> you know what? Even cops today. I guarantee you, as we speak right now, you're going to hear. You're going to hear from Father Flager. You're going to hear from Jesse Jackson. This thing has got a long way. Was the guy an African American? Uh, you know, frankly, I don't even know. Well, I'm just asking because that's they know. always pop up. Now another thing, like the cops today. If it's too dangerous, they won't chase somebody because they don't want to, they don't want to get sued or kill somebody. They let the guy go. It could be an armed robbery. They let him just fly. And I, I'm talking like 90, 100 like down a side street. So it's the same thing. You, you know, know, it's kind of interesting because obviously in this era that we live in right now, mm-hmm. a lot of cops are getting tanked with their buddies when they're off duty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when they're on duty, and and you know they'll they'll bust up tourists or they will bust up you know. Uh, uh, People who are batting from the other side, that type of thing, and like, I don't, I don't condone it at all. But you know what? I mean, if you're if you're a cop and you're working in Chicago, the pressure level is so violent. It's amazing to me that these guys just don't come completely unglued. You're preaching to the choir here. I agree a hundred percent. Like you know, I was when I used to do my overnight show WIND. I remember a couple times specifically, there was one cop, he was an old Irish guy, like 60 years old, and of course, some a-hole had the, the camera phone only photographing so much, and the guy said, get off the bus, get off the bus, get off the bus, didn't get off the bus, gave him a shot, cracked him across the head. You know what? I would have done the same thing. The guy left the bus, and of course, uh, the mayor, you know, now it's become political. What these people don't know is, one, they don't see the whole thing, and two, what they don't know, on 79th and Ashland, previous to the incident three months back, there was someone that was drunk that knifed a cop and killed him. So they put their life in their in, in, in their own hands every single day when they go out there. And like anything else, let's just say there's 10,000 cops. It's a company. 
not everybody is good. Not everybody's good at a radio station. Not everybody's good is in a company. Not everybody's good in a corporation. You're going to have bad employees. No different with comps. Unfortunately, the bad, the good pay for the bad. It's true. You know, but like for example, I mean, I, I found this to be completely laughable. I lose my master charge card. You know, my wallet, my wallet turns up uh, uh, AOL, mm-hmm. not AOL, MIA. <laughs> My AOL. wallet turns up America Online. You've got mail in your wallet. Kopic <laughs> uh, reported that his daughter was AOL. <laughs> it's AWOL, you idiot. Uh, okay, my wallet my wallet goes AWOL. Uh-huh. I'm talking to Master Charge, yeah. and I tell them, you know, they say, is there a chance your, your wallet was stolen? And I say, well, yeah. And they, they said, are you, are you going to report it to the police? I said, ma'am, I live in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You have got to be kidding. If I walk into a precinct right now and I tell a cop, my wallet was stolen. His reaction is going to be, "Oh yeah, well, tough day. See you around." Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, with all the crime we have in this town, with all the problems we have in this town, with all the guys right now who have jumped bond, mm-hmm. you know, all 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 the felons who are on the street who should be in the joint. How much time do you think the cops are going to spend looking for a wallet? And not only about the time in that regard, they're understaffed by about 30%. There should be 13,000 cops on the street. They say there's 10. It's under that. I have good sources that say. So they're, they're very under, uh, undermanned. I've had cops. Dick Daly has made Jody Weiss, the police superintendent, just a complete scapegoat. Who, Cyclops? I mean, I mean, no. Weiss, Weiss has to look at himself, look at himself every morning and say, why the hell did I get involved with this? And he's a federal guy. And I'll tell you another thing. These guy, cops have told me, this is no bullshit. Cops have told me they don't rush to the call as much. They're one-man cars. They're afraid for their life. They just kind of like if they see something, they might give it a second look. Unless it's terrible, they won't stop. So the policing has gone down the city big time. Uh, big time. It has. I know for a fact. So whose phone's going off? Yours? Well, that's, uh, that's my phone. That's a call from John Coyne saying, anytime you guys would like to uh, add humor into this podcast, uh, just feel free to go right well, ahead. Well, you told me we had to, we had to, uh, smarten it up a little bit today, so I'm just took, I, I, I took your Well, you know, you really don't take direction very well. That's, <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's don't. why, that's why, you know, I mean, nobody, nobody will ever compare you to Robert De Niro or, or Al Pacino. I don't want to be an actor. That's the most boring job in the world, standing around your trailer eight hours waiting for a line. You were in the uh, in a movie. You had like ten seconds. How long were you on that I set for? I had to get there. Uh, I had to get there at eight o'clock in the morning. Okay. I think uh, my scene was shot. We did we did four takes. I think it was shot about mm-hmm. twenty after five. There you go. Then I had to do a couple of voiceovers. Okay. Right afterwards, but you know, I, I, I'll say one thing about about the motion picture company. I can't remember. You know, which company it was, but I just got another residual check the other day. Nice. And let me tell you something. I'm going to have a ball with that $202. It's 200 bucks. It fell off from the sky. Why not? Well, yeah. It? You know what? It, it's a couple of dinners at Gibson's. For, yeah, cheap assets you are. It should be one dinner at Gibson's. A couple of dinners at Gibson's. Yeah, you're figures. calling me cheap. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I'm not cheap. Man, you talk about short arms and long pockets. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. And, and, and those you're hooks. Going, for, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Those hooks for fingers are nice. Hey, speaking of nice hooks for fingers, do you know that uh, Sarah Palin Wednesday night is going to have they're going to have a look like Sarah Palin contest at the Edinburgh Theater? You should go. <laughs> I would go. I'm out of town. I'd go. You should go. And with that, we say sayonara once again. You have been dialed into uh, unscripted and in your face. <laughs> well, we'll try and do better next week. We really will. Meanwhile, we uh, we thank our great friend John Coyne and the marvelous people at. American Taxi. Don't forget, they are Chicago's number one suburban taxi service. Absolutely without peer. I am Copic for Jeff Pickus and our tech uh, agent, Mr. Dan Levy. Take good care and we will be in touch. Arriva Dare. So long, everybody.